Money is very important for everybody, both at a personal level and at a professional level. Since you're a professional who is learning to speak English or who already speaks English, money is going to be very important in two aspects. One, in terms of knowing all the vocabulary and all the concepts and all the system of concepts that relate to money. And the other thing is how to manage your money properly because in your career, in your business, in your profession, managing your money properly is going to lead to more success and more peace. To cover the topic of money, we have an expert on the show today. Her name is Marcy Grossman, and she is a CPA, which means she is a certified public accountant, and she is an expert on how to manage money and financial literacy. On our interview, we are going to speak about key tips about financial literacy, how to manage your money properly, and how to have good or better financial habits and financial beliefs. This conversation is full of very important concepts, very important vocabulary about money, and very important recommendations that you can implement in your life right now. So if you want to learn more about money terms in English and also how to be better at managing your own money, Listen to this interview. It is amazing. Welcome to the Fluent English Pro Podcast, the ultimate resource for professionals looking to improve their English skills. If you have an intermediate to advanced level of English and you want to improve or experience a lack of time and practice opportunities, we're here to help. Every week, you'll have a new episode that addresses your specific English language needs, providing tips and insights to help you excel in business meetings, negotiate contracts, deliver impactful presentations, or engage in casual conversations with international colleagues. Don't let the lack of time and practice hold you back. Tune in and unlock your full potential as a fluent English speaker. Marcy Grossman, welcome to the Fluent English Pro podcast. Thank you very much for being with us today. Uh, David, I'm so happy to be here. Okay, so uh, Marcy, we have you on the show because you are an expert at a topic that is of high interest to everybody, and that is money. Because like it or not, money is a very important aspect of your life, either as like as a the personal aspect, but also your professional aspect. So why don't you tell us a little bit about your background, Marcy, and, and what you do? Sure. I am a CPA, a certified public accountant or a chartered accountant, depending on where you might be. And that means that I work with people and their money in terms of preparing taxes and financial statements and helping them organize the financial aspects of their life. Money is hugely important, and so I'm also a financial literacy educator, helping people individually to understand 
their money decisions. Yeah, and that is the key word, and that is the topic we are going to be covering today, That in, which is financial literacy. It sounds like a fancy thing, but it's very important. Can you give us a broad definition, Marcy, of what financial literacy means? Financial literacy is understanding the financial decisions that surround you every day. Because if you don't know the answers to the financial questions you're, you're answering every time you make a purchase, every time you make a business or a personal decision that has money as any part of it, then, then you're not going to necessarily make the best decisions for, for your greater goals in life. Absolutely. And what would you say are some key concepts or core concepts around financial literacy? Well, you have to know the difference whether you're earning or spending. Um, you have to know the difference between saving and investing. And you have to just make sure you understand when you're making a decision, which categories it might fall into so that you can have the most information to understand it. So, so understanding the overall concepts help, helps bring it down to that local for you part that you have to make that decision. Mm -hmm. Okay, amazing. Oh, Marcy, how critical is being financially literate? Is it like, does it make a huge difference in your life, both personally and professionally? Is it, is it a nice to have or is it a must have in your life? I think it's a must have. If you've got goals, if you've got things you want to achieve, it's a must have. I know people with lesser incomes who might be making great decisions and have the ability to plan for those goals and reach those goals and build the savings and the retirement and whatever else. And I know people with large salaries that somehow manage to spend every dime and are still living paycheck to paycheck and are unsure of what their future might bring. And, and that comes down to how well they understand and manage their money. So that's that's financial literacy. What can be like a, a a consequence as a professional in this case, because that's that's our audience. What could be a consequence of not having financial literacy, of not having good financial literacy? Well, on the business side of things, you could have the most impressive widget that anyone ever made, and if you're not making the decisions of how to build your brand, how to finance the business decisions you're making, how how to do all the things related to the business side of this amazing widget, then your business might go under. So it comes down to knowing when to build more factories or knowing when how to price things. All of these things are, are money and, and that's part of financial literacy. Now that you bring this, uh, this question is not on the list, but uh, I, I, it made me, makes me think of it. How different, Marcy, is it to have financial literacy for personal finances versus professional or business finances? Are, are there principles that are connected or are they two very different things? In my opinion, they're practically the same thing. The numbers might be smaller on the personal side, but if you treat your personal income as as diligently as you treat your business income, you review your documents, you think about it before you spend, you meet with your shareholders, which would be your family, um, to discuss purchases and, and habits and financial ideas. Um, 
then you're going to do better. If, if you treat your, your personal as eh, it just is, it's what's in my wallet or it's whatever, then it doesn't matter how well you manage the business side. When it comes to the personal side, it's just going to go right through a sieve. <laughs> Yeah. And, and from experience, I know sometimes personal scenarios or personal experiences might lead you into making bad business decisions. They are so intersecting. You have to treat both of them as something serious that requires attention. You want it to be to have your attention. You want it to the decisions to be made with intention and with knowledge on both of them. It's They're equally important because if you have this great business and you don't take care of your money on the side, you're never going to stop working. And if you handle it once it gets here, but you don't handle it at the business end of things, then you might be out looking for another job instead of running your own company. Absolutely. Absolutely. So it is a skill in knowledge that can be transferred, right? Like it complements both the personal and the business absolutely. side of things. Absolutely. Amazing. So Marcy, let's say uh, I am not as financially literate or I am not financially literate at all, and I want to get my finances in order, what could be what could be the first step to becoming financially literate? And what is a common challenge or common challenges people need to overcome to start being or becoming financially literate? That that's a lot of questions. So feel free to tackle one first and then the other or two at a time. Oh, well, of course, I'm going to say if, if you know nothing and you want to get started, you should go out and get my book. Okay. Um, <laughs> there are a lot of resources out there. So first of all, realizing that you're not financially literate and you want to become financially literate is huge because now you've, you've set this intention, this goal, and you're ready to do the things to get you to reach there. So you want to read books. You want to see if your bank or your credit union or your community center offers resources. You want to reach out. Maybe you have some financial professionals in your friend group or in your work group that would help to steer you towards resources that they like, that may be more relevant to you than, than uh, just a random Because we all we all come from backgrounds. We all have our family background, our work history background, our education background. That's going to impact what our priorities are and what resources you're, we're going to be most responsive to. So it's important to find the resources that speak to you. And to remember that if the first book you look at, whether it's the writing style or something else about it that doesn't fit you. That doesn't mean that all financial literacy resources aren't going to work for you. Maybe you need to pick up another book. Maybe you need to go to another class, find another professional to speak to. Because financial literacy is important for everyone, whether you have low income or high income. Financial literacy is important. In fact, the, the biggest difference is the more money you have, the more you can afford to make mistakes. So financial literacy is really more important the less money you have. But you have to ask questions. You have to find the resources for education that that's connect for you, that makes sense so that you will choose to move forward and take it one step at a time. I tell people the, the most important step typically is starting to schedule out 
your income and expenses so you can determine what your budget is that makes sense to you. A lot of people feel budget is a is a dirty word and, and they look at budget as a, a restraint. And what it is, is it's an opportunity to express your priorities. Absolutely. It, it's scary. I think budgeting is scary because you don't want to look at those numbers. That thing makes you nervous. You don't want to look at the numbers and you feel like budget is like diet. I'm going to be telling you what you can't spend or what you can't eat. And, and what budgeting is, is it's an opportunity for you to see because you have to start out by saying, this is the income I'm earning, whether it's weekly or monthly or whatever. And these are the expenses I have and structuring them out so you can see where your money is coming from and where it's going and start making those intentional decisions. You know what? This is money I'm spending. I don't even know why I'm spending this much money on whatever, because it doesn't mean anything to me. Until you look at it, you don't see where your money's going. So you can't make those decisions. Mm -hmm. And when you're starting out on budgeting or any financial activity that, that's going to be a new type of choice for you, you have to put it in your calendar and make time to do it and do it regularly until it becomes a habit. Mm -hmm. You have to every day start out and say, okay, this is important and this is something I want to work on. Mm -hmm. I don't know. Did I get to both questions? I, I feel like I've been. <laughs> yes. No, that, I mean, that, that's great. I, I have more questions in my mind now that are more specific to the answers you just provided. So it's been a lot of value. Uh, I really like the, the quote, the more money you have, the more you can afford to make mistakes. And that's, that's the true thing. Uh, I've met people who don't make as much money, who have their finances in place, and it's more than enough for them to make a living and save money and invest. Whereas there are people who make a lot of money and they live paycheck to paycheck, as you say, and uh, sometimes they fail to pay their loans or to like comply with the responsibilities they have, even though they're making a lot of money. So like if you can manage a thousand dollars, you will manage a ten thousand or a hundred thousand. But if you cannot manage a thousand dollars properly, you are not going to be able to manage 10,000 or 100,000 or a million dollars in the future. Okay, Marcy, so you mentioned that books are very important for someone who wants to start becoming financially literate. What are two or three books you will recommend for beginners? You can include yours, of course. Well, of course. I like my book the best. I wrote it because I went to the library. I took out books to see what was there. And I found most of them were these big, heavy books that were intimidating. Some of them said they were beginning books, and I had trouble reading them. And that's with 30 years of accounting experience. So I do like my book, The Best for Very Beginners, Money Marcy's Guide to Financial Literacy. And uh, But there are a lot of books out there, and I didn't read all of them, and my library doesn't cover all of them. So you really have to look and see what speaks to you. After you find one that speaks to you and you have that basic starting point of understanding some of the terms, then it's much easier to look at the further books and not be as intimidated by the larger books. Of course, you know, everybody loves David Ramsey, except for the people that don't. Everybody loves the dummy guides, except for the people who don't. But there's there's so many out there that it would be hard to recommend, and especially because different people have different things that that 
work for them. There is a, like one size fits all kind of book. You have to find what connects with you. There is not one size fits all. There is not one size fits all website. I mean, I have a website. I have I have a TikTok. I have an Instagram. A lot of financial people uh, who are doing similar things to to me do. I'm one of the few I know that is a financial literacy educator rather than using this to sell my individual coaching services or my my brokerage firm or or whatever. I am I am focusing solely as a financial literacy educator. Uh, I'm speaking to groups. I'm speaking on podcasts about uh, the financial literacy education component as opposed to trying to go and, and sell my my program of classes and other things. So, you know, but there's a lot of people out there that know a lot. Uh, you want to make sure that whoever it is, whether it's a book or a podcast or whatever, that they are a financial professional that has the knowledge and experience of what they're speaking about. Amazing. So for those listening, we are going to add a link to Marcy's book. Money Marx's Guide to Financial Literacy, so you can get it on Amazon. We have the two options, right? We have the physical paperback option, and we have the Kindle option as well. That's true, and it's even available at libraries. That's great. I wanted to make it accessible because it's so important that you shouldn't have to buy a book. I think after you read it, you're going to say, oh my gosh, I want this. I want to be able to take notes for myself in the margin. Um but but that's up to you to decide what you need to be able to to move forward. Um, on my website, I also have resources, um, some Google Docs of spreadsheets that people can use to start filling out budgeting and forecasting and, and retirement and, and all these other things because you need to learn how to do these things. And you need to be able to take that first step without feeling you're alone to take it. That sounds amazing. So all the links are going to be in the show notes for those listening. You're going to be able to access Marcy's book on Amazon and Marcy's, Marcy's website as well. So uh, Marcy, going back to the things you were saying, uh, I had two questions. One about was one about books, which you just answered. And the other one, I think is deeper and more complicated. You don't have to go much into detail because I know it's it's a complicated question. It has to do with beliefs in your social or family circle because sometimes that influences the beliefs we have and the decisions we make around money so would you say marcy or would you consider it appropriate to change your circle in order to help you change your beliefs and your habits around money i wouldn't say change your circle because it's certainly not something you want to lose a friend over but you might want to expand okay. your circle so so you know we all come from families and we all love our families and our families make us crazy at times and all of those things and we bring our beliefs there's no sometimes about it we're formed by our past and our relationships and and the family discussions our family had or didn't have about money and their financial beliefs and, and their circumstances that brought them to where they are. So so it has to be back to intentional that we want to learn more, we want to know more, we want to grow more. And and so we have to look at expanding to where we want to go. It's it's hard to be the outlier. If if you're the richest person in your social circle, then that may 
make it hard for you to to move forward in terms of expanding your knowledge and whatever else because when you compare yourself you're comparing yourself to people that it may seem that you are financially ahead of so you want to expand your people to people who can mentor you in some ways just even in terms of showing you out what else is out there and what's available to you because you don't necessarily talk about your money to your friends unless your friend happens to be your accountant or your broker, whatever. Um, you want to have a wide range of connections, personally, professionally. And if you need to leave someone behind for whatever reason, it shouldn't be because of money unless you loan them money and they never paid you back. But loaning money to relations is always a touchy subject. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it, it's uh, complicated. It's complicated. When it comes to family and friends and money, it's, it's a tricky thing. Okay, so uh, shifting back to speaking about knowledge and skills, Marcy, what would you say are two or three key skills that uh, uh, an individual or a professional should have in order to have good financial habits? Is it, for example, I don't know, budgeting or is it uh, changing your beliefs? What, like, what are two or three skills that are paramount here? The willingness to be able to make changes. It's great to learn things, but then you have to say, yeah, I really want to make this change. And it's hard because you have to break through the fear of making the change, break through the fear of asking questions. People don't like asking questions sometimes because they feel someone will look at them sideways. Why didn't you already know this? They don't want to appear as less knowledgeable. But the fact is, we only know what we know. I mean, we don't know what we didn't have an opportunity to learn because of our whatever our situation was, whether it was family or the education that we had or the things that we studied. So so I think I think fear is Willingness to make the change, willingness to to step over that fear. If you're willing to do that, then you can make those changes and, and move your beliefs forward around money. Great, great. That sounds great. Similar to dealing with any other situation, the first step could be like acknowledging the problem and then having the willingness to make changes Absolutely. around that. Amazing. So Marcy, to wrap up, Imagine you are talking to a professional who is confused about money, who is concerned about money, maybe because they are starting their career or they want to start a business or they are already in, in they have already uh, progressed in their careers and businesses, but they feel they haven't made the right decisions. So what are three key tips you will give these professional in order for them to improve? their financial skills or their financial literacy? Well, the first one is you have to realize that where you are now is your starting place. Whatever happened before, whether it was bad decisions, bad luck or whatever, you've got to let go of that so you can start moving forward with the better decisions. A lot of people bring in their baggage and they keep carrying their baggage everywhere they go. And you've got to, this is where I am. This is, this is a starting point. Now I have to be willing to ask those questions and and find trusted and trustworthy financial professionals to work with them on on whatever level whether it's at their business or at their bank or whatever it is so that they can continue to move forward and make those better decisions and also having goals 
you have to know where you're trying to go because you're never going to reach it if you don't know where you're trying to go. <laughs> Amazing. I, I like what you say about, okay, having goals, I think is key because that, that is what helps you create a path. But also what you said about like working with a professional, sometimes this is not something you can do by yourself. Sometimes you need a coach, just like when you are working out, you, you need somebody to guide you through the process. Right. Amazing. At your business, it might even be your bookkeeper. It doesn't necessarily have to be, a, you know, a CPA who has, you know, however many years of experience or knowledge of your industry. Sometimes the financial things are at that ground level. So, so you want to make sure that you don't, that you don't automatically say, okay, well, I've got to start up here. You want to see what's going on and make sure you understand the various parts of it at, at all the various levels because they have that impact. So you can start small. You can start small. All you have to do is start. It doesn't matter how small that first step is. As long as it's moving forward, that counts. Great, great. All right, Marcy, uh, I think those are all of my questions for the moment. I really appreciate all the value you have brought to us today. And I'm sure those listening want to learn more. Because money is very important. I think it's if you have your finances in order, it brings you a lot of mental and emotional peace. Uh, and, and because yes, you have the pressure of not being able to cover or like responsibilities and, and uh, commitments you have. So for those who want to learn more about money and about what you do, where can we find you, and where can we find your book? So. My website has links to my book, to my resources, to my Facebook and Instagram and TikTok. A lot of the times I'm just encouraging people to keep making their step forward because we need that reminder. We need that someone behind us saying it's okay that, you know, today was hard, but look at look at the progress you made. And I want people to know that just by tuning in, that means they're thinking about money. That's that's important. I, I bring up the the various things that are going on around the world. I, I uh, post to a blog every couple of weeks. Just that little incentive, the reminders of checking your credit report, or that it's time to look at your health insurance sign up for for your work. These various things. I'm just trying to support people to move forward. All of these resources are available through my website, uh, moneymarcy.com. And, um, and of course, people can email me and ask questions. And uh, I like to help people move forward on this because it's so important to everybody, individually, to businesses, to the economy as a whole. The more people that understand their money, the better it is for all of us. Great. So for those listening, money more, sorry, moneymarcy.com, the link is going to be there on the show notes. So you can go check. I'm checking the website right now. You have the link to the book. You have some very nice blog articles for people to go there and, and read. And it's like, it's not just about the money, right? It's about like beliefs and about everything else that surrounds the All of these things surround you because they're part of what gets you to make those decisions, to understand why you're making decisions. Money, almost every decision we make, even if it doesn't take money out of our pocket, involves money in some way. Amazing. Amazing. All right, Marcy, I think that will be all for today. Thank you very much for being uh, a part of this show and for sharing all this valuable knowledge with our listeners. And see you next time. Thanks for having me, David. 
Thank you for tuning in to the Fluent English Pro Podcast, your ultimate resource to enhance your English skills. Subscribe to our podcast to access new episodes and take your English skills to the next level. Feel free to contact us with any questions, suggestions, or specific topics you would like us to cover. Reach out at info at fluentenglishpro.com and visit fluentenglishpro.com for more resources. Until next time.